I also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. Hey, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. Back with episode 83. And this episode actually hits kind of close to home, and we'll get into that. Very glad to have Andy scoot over. You got it. Got it. Uh, from Crowd Health here in the house. How you doing, Andy? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate oh, it. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I mean, I remember hearing, this is my first introduction to you. I was when you were in Marty's episode. Sure. I'm sure to many of us Bitcoiners, that was the introduction. Yeah. And I was, uh, I come, uh, my previous job was in the operating room at, at, oh, at, wow. a, at a local hospital, right? So I did, I did the inventory management there. Okay. And I would sit next to the, uh, the billing lady. And it was sort of an inside joke, but to me as a Bitcoiner, it was like, like my heart would melt when she would sit there and say, hey, you see this like uh, suture here that cost us like 20 bucks? Well, we just charged them 360 bucks for it. It's crazy. And I'm just like, holy crap. So she was in the operating room with you? Who, the billing, like lady? The billing no, lady? No, no, like we would go in. Oh, you, oh, you sat next to her? Yeah, so I'm our like, office wow. was outside the operating yeah, yeah. room. Wow, craziness. It, it's just madness, but... I do want to set the tempo before I let you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and about sure. Crowd Health. I want to set the tempo with something I saw on your feed, actually, which was oh boy, kind of hysterical. I think it was from somebody else that you guys retweeted, but it was, <laughs> and I'm going to butcher this, but it was like, um, health insurance is really cool. You get to pay a lot of money monthly to not need it. And then when you need it, you get to pay a lot more money. That's true. so true, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's incredible to think about. Well, it's frightening to think about. But before we get into all that, I wanted that to set the tempo. Yeah. Please let the listeners know a little bit about you and a little bit about Crowd Health before we get going. Yeah, sure. Um, so a little bit about me. This is kind of my my second shot of healthcare. I was I ran a healthcare technology company um, for a while and sold that company to a private equity firm. I kind of told myself I am never getting into healthcare again. <laughs> um, you know, for, for similar reasons as what you talked about, right? It's like. Is a crazy place to operate. There's not a lot of market forces going on. There's a lot of just perverse incentives. And it was like, I just can't deal with this. And then, you know, came off of that and and didn't have health insurance because most of us get health insurance through our employer. And, right. and so went to healthcare.gov. I didn't know any better at the time. And I, I kind of joked that that worked fine until I actually had to use it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I had a, a situation with my daughter, which you probably heard on Marty's podcast, where I got stuck with an $8,000 bill um, for a, a procedure that was clearly necessary, but the the, the healthcare.gov plan that I was using said it was not necessary. So I stroked an $8,000 check to the local hospital and I was like, man, yeah. like something has got to be done here. You yeah. know? So before the healthcare.gov, that's like an arbiter of of truth for doctors? Like, yeah, no, okay. it's, so healthcare.gov is is was is set up by Obamacare. Okay. So about 10 years ago. Gotcha. So people who don't get health insurance through their employer can go onto healthcare.gov and they give you 20 different options of of plans that you can you can buy on healthcare.gov. And okay. um, typically they're super expensive and they have super high deductibles. And that's kind of back to you know your opening line. It's like I get to pay a lot of money every month. Yeah. And then if I have a health event, I got to pay a bunch more until I hit my deductible. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy that yeah. we have to do that in this country. And, and so in you, fact, yeah. these these plans, um, you know, I saw a stat the, you know, a couple months ago where mm -hmm. somewhere between 200,000 and 250,000 families who have health insurance go bankrupt every year because of a health event. Holy shit. So, you know, the whole point of health insurance, right, is if you have a big event, yeah. then you know, you don't go into financial distress as a result of that. But these plans, because they have like, I forget what it was this year, I think 12 or 14, $15,000 is the highest deductible. So okay. people choose- A month? Uh, no, a year. Oh, okay. Right? So the, the deductible is, you know, how much do you have to pay in okay. until the health insurance plan pays, okay. right? Yeah. So in, in this year, it's something, I'm going to get around about figures. For a family of four, okay. it's going to be somewhere between $1,200 and $1,400 a month. And then if you have a health event, yeah. um, you have to pay the first somewhere between ten and $14,000 of that before the health plan will pay anything. 
Wow. So if you do that math, yeah. right, you're you're in thirty grand. Yeah. Um, before, before the, year the health starts. plan pays a dollar, <laughs> right? Yeah. Wow. Which is crazy to me. Yeah. You know that's crazy. I was like, we've got to be able to do this differently. Yeah. Right. And and that's the whole point of of crowd health is is we're able to do this this differently. Um, and that's kind of the background is, you know, a lot of times these entrepreneurial companies start up because somebody has an issue. Mm -hmm. They feel like they have, they can solve it. You know, I had an issue with healthcare. It's probably one of the biggest problems other than the monetary system, which I'm sure we'll talk about in this country, right? (laughs) Like between healthcare and monetary system, like if we can get those two things, uh, figured out, we would have a flourishing in this, in this country. And, and so, you know, why not to try to take both down at the same time? Two two birds with one stone, I guess. You that's know, amazing. That's what the saying is. Yeah, yeah. And that's what actually called me over to you because like I've traditionally just done what you, what you kind of just outlined, which is like I got an employer. They offer me one ABC mm-hmm. and I take whichever one but uh, financially fits well. But, you know, thankfully, so we're relatively healthy at home. I mean, we thankfully, because I know sometimes it's just random luck mm-hmm. that, that gets somebody sick. So like, I always wondered with my wife, we're paying like just for easy math, $150 every single paycheck. Yep. We don't see the doctors maybe once a year, right? For mm-hmm. like a, a typical physical, maybe some, some lab work. And there's no return on that. There's no way that we get that back. We don't even know where it goes. It goes into the ethos of the monetary sure. system, I'm assuming. So, and then... I started experimenting with HSAs, Mm -hmm. which I kind of want to have give me your opinion on on how that kind of sits with what you guys are doing. But then the idea for that one was is, okay, well, this is a a, like a honeypot. This is a nice little place where I could put my money, uh, you know, tax deferred. And somewhere down the line, if they were to not move the field goal post, if I stay healthy, then I could get that back Mm -hmm. somehow, some way. Yeah. And then I when you're 65, I think you get it back or 64. Right. And I'm, I'm very worried about that because my, <laughs> my, my dad right now, it's a little bit slightly different, but not um, Social Security. He just received a letter. And he's about to get to his 65. And he received a letter a few months ago that are saying, well, now you got to wait till 68. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Right. And I didn't I couldn't really disturb why. I don't know if it was his situation or just some type of legislation that they passed. But he's kind of like rightfully so pissed off because they're moving yeah, the federal sure. post on him. And he thought he was going to get this. So. To circle back, if you're going to move the goalpost, you need to give people enough time to react so that when the goalpost is moved, yeah, you know that they actually have a shot at it, right? That's if, not what with, they do. With, with, with your with your dad, yeah. right? If they've given him a couple years to figure out, you know, oh well, you now have to figure out how you're going to pay for your life for yeah. three years, you know, in what two or three years or whatever, right? Right. Like that's just not right. It's not fair. It's um, not right. Yeah. And but it's just the way the government works. Sometimes I'm about like, to they, say they're, they they're not the in the business of letting giving you preparing you. Exactly. They're in the business of just rug pulling you as often yeah. as as Bitcoiners yeah. talk about all the time. So I don't even know if there's one answer to this. In your opinion. How did we get here to the point where we're kind of zombied into saying, well, this is the only way that I could get healthcare if it gets taken out of my check, blah, 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 over some time. Is that just lack of intelligence? Was there like programs that kind of psyoped us into feeling this way as Americans, as yeah. working Americans? How, how did that work? Yeah, out? you know, add a little apathy to that probably, you know, and mix it up. Um, yeah. But, you know, that, that's gotten codified over the last, you know, 20 or 30 years that just, you know, in fact, it's, it started with World War II. You know, we'll start with World War II. Um, In essence, what we saw was in Germany, you know, huge inflation because of monetary supply issues, what we're seeing now. And therefore, there was price controls in the United States where you could not um, raise salaries. Um, And so the only way that that companies could get you was to add other benefits. And one of those benefits was Mm. health insurance. Right. So health insurance then got tied to um, employment, yep. and then back in with Obamacare, Obamacare basically said employers greater than 50 must give you health insurance. Oh. They must give you the option of health insurance. And now it's really gotten codified into, into law. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we're kind of, those two things have been put together. I think it's a tragedy. Um, I think your employment and your health should be totally bifurcated. Right. Um, you know, right now we have about 4 million people, latest study I saw was a RAND Corporation said 4 million people would go and do something entrepreneurial um, if the, if it were, if it if they could pay for health insurance, you know, yeah. but they're getting, you know, handcuffed to their jobs yeah. because of health insurance, you know, so you have a bunch of miserable people doing, you know, right. working for these big organizations because of health insurance. And that's that sucks. Like, that's anti-American. It sure is. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of how we've gotten there quickly and, and how those things have been put together. But, you know, if you move jobs, that health insurance doesn't come with you, right? You yeah. have to 
start over again, start over again. And so that's another thing with crowd health. We're like, hey, we, we want he- our healthcare to be with us, right. not with our company. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's how we've we've structured our deal. And you, yeah, the funny that you, uh, well, not funny, but like that you say that, I was uh, talking to uh, Jason Rick, uh, fr- uh, a rancher from Colorado a few episodes ago. And I thought the number one problem for the rancher uh, was going to be, you know, legislation, you know, removal of land, any of these things. And to my surprise, and to your point, he said it's health insurance. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he's like, a lot of ranchers don't want to do it the right way you know, the right way, right, to actually like like let cattle graze and doing it the way that it should be done because they actually get paid subsidies to be able to do it the wrong way. And I'm using right and wrong in a very sure. loose term. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the wrong way. Uh, and with those subsidies comes health insurance. Wow. And they're able to keep their farm. They're able to, you know, keep their lifestyle, have health insurance, which as we get older, we start to care more and more about. But we're less, uh, uh, so we're disincentivized to do it the right way because of that. Because they, they're scared, most farmers are scared that they can't afford the health insurance, therefore they'll get sick, they'll die, they'll lose their farm, and that whole collapse sure. starts to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's, it's a fear-based system, unfortunately. Yeah, you know? and instead of taking ownership, and one saying, well, like, and, and this is a very thing, hard thing to do, which is, well, if I take care of myself now in the moment, then maybe these fears of needing health insurance become less and less impactful, and then maybe I could do something like crowd health in that scenario. I think more people are like, screw that. You know, I'd rather live however I want to live on a day-to-day basis. And if I get sick, then health insurance sure. is going to back me up. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, no, I think that? that's right. I think it's it's a it's a it's a fear-based emotion. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that's, you know, and one of those emotions that really drives, you know, behavior. Yeah. And um, you know, the way that I way I look at this is say, look, I'm I'm 43. Yeah. Um, you know, the probability of me having something really really big happen, you know, catastrophic, yep. is sub 1%. It's okay. probably a half a percent. Sure. You know, so I've got a 1 out of 200 shot of there being something really really big. Yeah. So let's just say I don't have health insurance and that does happen. Then what happens? Well, um, me as somebody who's uninsured going into the hospital, you know, with something big, let's just say it's a $100,000 deal, yep. right? Um I can negotiate that with the hospital. Yeah. And I can typically get 60 or 70, maybe even 80% reductions in those costs as an uninsured wow. consumer going into the hospital. So that $100,000 goes down to 20. Really? Right? Okay. And so then I have decisions like, okay, $20,000, I have to take on that expense. And that sucks, right? 100%. But again, this is a hundred, one out of 100, one out of 200 probability. And I could just save my money as opposed to putting in a thousand dollars a month to an insurance plan. Right. And so, you know, if you do the expected value of that, like I'm better off not having health insurance. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how I look at it as as somebody in my my mid forties, healthy. Like, look, if you have diabetes, if you have heart issues or things like that, like, yeah, it may, might make sense to mm-hmm. to do to do health insurance. But the vast majority of us in our thirties and our forties. Like we are healthy um, yeah, right. and we take care of ourselves right. and especially in the Bitcoin community. You know, I was down in Miami for Bitcoin 22 and you're walking by and I was just kind of noticing people and it's like, yeah. these people take care of themselves. They take personal responsibility. Yeah. They are healthier than the average. You know, our, our BMI for our, for crowd health is about four points lower than the national average. Nice. Um, and so we just have people who take care of themselves. Right. And so, you know, if you're taking care of yourselves, the probability of something that happens bad is super low, super, super low. Yeah. And even if you have the insurance, it's still uh, like it's still a, a, a charade because you may end up in the hospital with one hundred thousand dollars and then they can tell you that the insurance doesn't even cover. It. Well, and, and so in these healthcare.gov plans, as, yeah. so I'm doing this research right as I'm going through this thing with my daughter uh, yeah. with get stuck with this bill. Yep. Come to find out almost one in five bills get denied. So if you do go into the health, so in the one out of 100 or 200 chance that you have something bad happen, yeah, you still have a 20% chance they're not going to pay it right, or pay it fully, right? And you are going to pay up to that full deductible right. regardless. And so, you know, you start doing the math on this and it just doesn't make sense for us to have health insurance that we pay, you know, yeah. $600, $700, $800, $1,000, $1,500 if you're a family. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. It's like um, a Ponzi scheme is what it sounds it, like. I mean, it really, I mean, it it, it, it truly is. And I, I, I'm I'm hesitant of that word Ponzi scheme because people don't fully understand what it is. Yeah. I, I think it's more of a scam okay. to me than a Ponzi scheme. And a Ponzi like scheme is a subcategory of a scam. Yeah. <laughs> but a Ponzi scheme, you know, ultimately is like you have to have more people coming in so that you can pay for the people who are already there. This is like, 
No, people are paying in, yeah. except the health insurance company is just not paying out. Like they're just holding on to the money. That's a scam, right? That, to yeah. me, to me it is. I love right? that. Yeah, no, um, that makes sense. <laughs> and so, you know, the and these companies are actually um, incentivized to not pay your claim. Wow. Right. And so, yeah. you know, the, the, way that, way? the way that health insurance works is, you know, they pull in premiums, which okay. is how much you pay on, you know, every month. Yeah. And then they pay out claims. Yeah. And the difference is uh, profit. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. And so they actually have an incentive for not only claims to go down, but your cost to go up. So you're we have a principal agent problem here. Yeah. Right. Like right. the insurance company is supposed to be our agent to help us better um, resource healthcare. Sure. Um, but in fact, what they're doing is they actually have incentives to deny us claims and to see our price go up. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's a, there are perverse incentives all around. And you probably heard me on Marty's, you know, podcast. He's like, so what do we do about it? I was like, man, I think we got to burn it down. Like, yeah, I think we have I to like burn that. it down and start again. Yeah. Cause you know, the health insurance system, healthcare system generally it feeds a lot of families, yeah. you know, and so it's really hard for somebody within the system to disrupt it because that means a lot of people, you know, have got to figure out some other form of work, right? Right. you know, um, but it's, it's a $4 trillion industry. It's 20% of GDP, which is twice as high as any other country out there. Yeah. Um, it's a problem. It's a massive problem. Yeah. So it takes individuals such as yourself and a small part such as myself, people that have been in there in that industry and see it to yeah. kind of come out and talk about it more. So, so one real quick is, yeah. that's why I love Bitcoiners, right? Yeah. Like Bitcoiners, you know, you pay 300 bucks a month out of your paycheck. I don't know what your deductible is, but it's probably another several thousand bucks, right? Sure. Like, yeah. And so I think we could offer you, you personally something that would be equivalent. But, you know, the way that I'm hoping Bitcoiners, and I think they do, like they're in this for the mission, right? right? They're like, I want to change the way we're getting screwed by not only the government and the monetary system, right. but healthcare and my health healthcare system, yeah, because it's just as big of a problem as you know the monetary system. Yeah, um, and like I said, if we could figure out both of those things at at once, I mean, I think America can be you know flourish again. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, that's 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 my passion around this. It's it's mission oriented for me, and it's yeah. You know, seeing all these families get stuck with these massive bills and things like that, they're like, this just ain't right. It's like, not this right. Not right. Yeah. So. Now, do you think Bitcoiners can handle it all? Uh, and then I'm going to say yes, just because I'm um, bullish and all that. But like taking on healthcare, taking on big food, taking on, you know, the Fed, taking on all these things. Um, do you think there's a realistic scenario where Bitcoiners can win in all these arenas? I do, because, man, I'm I'm, a, I'm I'm one that wants to take on the monetary system. I'm one that wants to take on food. I want to, I'm want i the one that wants to take on healthcare, And I think I prosper by doing all of these at once. Right. Right. And like yeah. we're taking on the, the monetary system. I got a bunch of Bitcoin, you know, uh, you know, sitting there and I'm like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, this, yeah. this gives me peace that I have Bitcoin while I'm seeing inflation at eight and a half percent. And I'm seeing, you know, things in the horizon that there is no incentive for for the Fed to stop pumping money into our society. And therefore, right. we are going to have long term inflation from my perspective. I feel peace of that. Yeah. Right. Same here. <laughs> Food. Right. Like I am, you know, I'm on a kind of a keto keto type of diet. So heavy into animal proteins and things yep. like that. Like that makes me feel better. Yeah. You know, I'm not eating the crappy carbs that a lot of other people are feeling. So I feel better. You know, my weight is is better. I'm healthier. Like I'm prospering as a result of that. Yeah. You know, this healthcare, like I can go into the hospital feeling very confident if something bad happens, you know, sure. God forbid. Um, and I feel very comfortable that like my bills are going to be, you know, I can, I'm, I'm going to be able to manage my bills because of the thing mechanisms we set up at crowd health. So I think it's like, man, live a prosperous life. Yeah. Going after the monetary system, going after this fiat food system that we're we're a part of, and going after healthcare, like those things are all, I think, a key component of a prosperous life. Because I bet you a lot of people who are listening to this, like, crap, man, you know, like I I got to deal with healthcare in the next couple of months. Right, like, this sucks. Yeah, you know, it's like, wouldn't it be better if you're like, man, I don't have to deal with healthcare in the next couple of months. I got to crowd health, or you know, yeah. I got an alternative to health insurance. Sure. Where it's like I don't have to worry about that anymore. Like, yeah, that to me feels like. Man, let's let's create some 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 prosperousness, you know, yeah, yeah, as yeah. a result of taking on those three things. It gets me fired up. That's a great answer. Yeah, because I agree. I think you know inherently Bitcoin brings you into you know to sovereignty, right? And then sure. 
getting away from all these manipulated industries where we just talked about, which is food, healthcare, and just the monetary system as a whole, um, does make you, like you said, a much better person. Uh, same here. Life is getting much more improved. The the connections are making, right? The community revolves around you and accepts you. And it's just a, a magical thing. And even if it just changes your life, that's contagious as hell. Sure. So then you start hanging around with other people that are doing the same things. You start ponder ideas back. You create companies such as Crowd Health. And then there is a shot that Bitcoiners, just human civilization as a whole, can prosper over all of this nonsense that's been going on since World War II. Because you said World War II earlier. And yeah. World War II seems to be that like domino that led to a bunch of all this crap happening. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. And, you know, I think all these things are so intertwined. Yeah. Where, you know, uh, we are seeing a huge increase in monetary supply yep. prim- partially because of the healthcare issue. Yeah. Right. We're seeing healthcare issues because we have food issues. Right. We have people eating crap. I mean, I right. looked the other day and, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see as I rail against this is like we still have this stupid fear- food pyramid. Yeah. Right. Where on the bottom. It's like have grains and pastas and, you know, Cheerios and all this kind of stuff. And like right. that stuff is the core component of your diet with meat is way up at the top. I'm like, you're telling me that Cheerios is as good for you as a, <laughs> a you know, a ribeye steak? You got to be freaking kidding me. Yeah. You know, but if we got everybody to eat better, yeah. you know, in essence, you know, obesity in this country is about 40% of, of adults are obese. Yep. Uh, around the world, it's about 20%. Yeah. So it's twice. If we wow. got that obesity from 40% to 20%, we would pretty much solve our healthcare problems. Yeah. You know, and if we solved our healthcare problems, we would go a long way of solving our monetary problems, right. right? And so, like, these things are so intertwined with each other. Um, you know, it feels like, you know, you and I can come up with, like, a cool, like, theoretical model, you know, a three-prong or a pyramid of, like, food, health, and and monetary, Money. right? Money. Yeah. And you, they're so, you know, interconnected. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And then when you go down one of those rabbit holes, you do end up in one of the other rabbit yeah, holes. Yeah, you have so to. Pretty fast, too. You have to. Yeah, it's one yeah, of those things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, eating, uh, you know, following Slim and everything he's talking about and, you know, Shaker Rancher's hand, that whole concept with food. Uh, I want to get more into crowd health now, though. Um, sure. Yeah, Because that, that's the other part of it. So uh, explain to the listeners, explain to me a little bit. I did peruse through your website a little yeah. bit when I heard Marty's episode. It was a bit confusing to me. I want to clear that. Yeah. Uh, I want you to clear that for the listeners. Uh, what's your guys' motto and how would you, how would uh, an average employee American take advantage of CrowdHealth? Yeah. So, you know, kind of going back to what I was talking about before, it's, you know, it's confusing, it's complex, it's yeah. expensive healthcare. We tried to, and I think a part of the reason why it's confusing is we've just been so ingrained into just throwing down an insurance card yeah. and having somebody else, you know, deal with it in the short term, although we will deal with it in the long term. Mm. Right. And so insurance is very much like high preference. You know, high, high type, high high time preference. Sure, right? is, yeah. it's like I just don't want to deal with it now. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to deal with it later. And I kind of joke, right? Like the two things, you know, you and I live in Texas. The two things that I hate is one, my property taxes. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't have any clue like what it's going to be. Like it's it's some fiat, you know, thing. It's like this is how much you're going to pay, and you can't say anything about it. Shows it up. <laughs> right, and then you get you get a bill in the mail for you know healthcare, yep. and you have like. I don't know if this is 500, 5,000 or 50,000. Like I have no idea, right. you know, and it's, and it's like, I want to take away all that stuff to make it super easy and, and, and not complex. So the mechanics of how this works um, is, you know, instead of sending, you know, money, I like how you would put it in kind of the ethos of, of insurance land, I yeah. kind of call it the insurance black hole. You never see sure. it again. <laughs> um, you know, and if you're, you know, a single person, it's four to 600 bucks a month. If you're a family, it's, you know, it's 1200 to 1400 1500 bucks a month and you send that off to insurance company and it disappears and you hope they pay your bills yeah for us it's um if you're single it's 175 bucks a month um and instead of sending it to us we actually have an account for you where you put money into an account it's your account um and that money sits there um we take 30 dollars a month for our admin fees so it's just a subscription-based model so there's no incentive to like not fund any of your events or things like that. It's just a it's just a subscription fee. Um, you know, our incentive is to grow the community so that we can grow revenue that way. And that's totally aligned with everybody in the community. Indeed. So 175 bucks, you put that in, we take out 30, so you have 145 left. Yep. We call that your crowdfunding account. So if somebody else in the community has a health event, then you can use some of that money to help them. So let's just say my daughter, I use this example a lot, you know, falls off her bike, it's $6,000. Yeah. 
Schoonovers will pay the first 500. Um, and then Crowd Health will go to its community and find 55 people who will th- contribute 100 bucks to the Schoonovers to help them pay for their daughter's um, health event, yeah. right? Their broke, her broken arm. Sure. So you'll get an email that says, you know, family in Austin, Texas needs, you know, 100 bucks from you. Will you give it? You can say yes or no, right? If you say yes, money is automatically transferred from your account to my account. Um, and I will then have enough money ultimately to pay for my daughter's, you know, health care. Um, if you say no, then I move on to the next person, right? Yeah. So it's totally voluntary. Yeah. So then the question is like, okay, so why would I say yes? Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, there's, you know, kind of an internal, when I ask you for my daughter, um, you'll see how generous I've been to the community. Yeah. So if I've gotten asked 10 times and I've said, for other people's health events, I've said no, 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 no. Yeah, you probably won't give to me because I'm a crappy member of the uh, the community. Yeah, right. Yeah. If I say yes, 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 then you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna give it to to Andy's family because he's a good dude and he gives to the gives to the community. 100. Right. And yeah. so there's this reciprocity that drives this. And so far, I think we've crowdfunded. I think it's 1,200 bills or something like that. Um, all of them have gotten crowdfunded. It's something like 98% of the people that we ask will say yes. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that takes out the insurance company. You know exactly who you're giving money to. Um, you don't you don't know it's Andy. You know it's a, for HIPAA reasons, for, sure, you know, for, for healthcare protection. Um, you know exactly, you know, what you're giving it to. And, you know, yeah. and by the way, that account is still yours. So if you have money in that account and you leave, that money is yours, uh, which is super cool. Yeah. And we actually like, you may have heard of this again. It's like, I was talking to Jimmy Song, who I'm sure you know, um, oh, yeah. you know, a lot of Bitcoiners out there know Jimmy. He's a, he's a great dude. I was, Amazing. you know, having uh, dinner with him here in, in Austin, Capital Grill, everybody knows it. He eats there all the time on Third Street. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and of course he has just his ribeye. Like that's all he has for yep. lunch, ribeye. And I was telling him about this and he's like, man, like, you know what you need to do? Instead of having money, put money into an account, you need to have people put it into Bitcoin, 100%. right? Yeah. Instead of putting it into account. I'm like, man, that's a good idea, right? Yeah, because yeah. Two, two, two reasons why, two big picture reasons why healthcare is going up. One is we're battling against inflation because, you know, this this health insurance plan has this huge pool of fiat, yeah. right? That's melting. And so they've got to charge you more to make up for melting fiat, yeah. right? So they have that problem. Plus they have just an inherent... Um, kind of systemic inflation within healthcare generally. Sure. So they're fighting against both of these things. Yeah. And so if I can put, you know, your money into Bitcoin, um, you know, you solve one of those problems. Yeah. Um, and so like, so our Bitcoin community puts money into an account and then 75% of that money is transferred to Swan and then converted into Bitcoin. And so you get, you're holding your, your, money and in, in Bitcoin as opposed to fiat, right? Yeah. Which helps everybody. Yeah, um, that's amazing. And by the way, when you leave, that Bitcoin is yours. So okay. you're stacking sats instead of sending money to an insurance company. That's amazing. Like yeah. it, and, it, and it's working beautifully. Um, yeah. And, now, the, the, when it comes to paying a bill, right? And yeah. you have it in Bitcoin, is uh, Swan, are you guys basically handling the conversion of that to pay the bill? Or is it something that you have to take on yourself? Yeah. Or no, how, it's, how so you have two options, yeah. right? If if we we have you put keep twenty five percent of that um, deposit in in fiat, yeah. it gives you just a little liquidity, sure. right? So if I ask you, you can use the the, the fiat first, yeah. Um, and then if we have more than what you have in fiat, then you have a decision. You right. can either sell Bitcoin, and then Swan will sell it for you, and then transfer it back in. Okay. Um, or you can just put more fiat into the into the account. Into the account. It's okay. up to you. Okay. And right? you go both. Uh, so when you're depositing, uh, like say at the end of the month, I'm going to put my deposit in. I could deposit that in either or Bitcoin or fiat. The account handles both. The account um, that we do is let's just say you're putting in 100 bucks to make sure. the math easy. Yeah. Um, 75 will will go from your account into Swan. Gotcha. And then 25 is held into that account. So okay. when I ask you for the Schoonovers, you know, fund, sure. you have money in that account, some liquidity yep. that you can do that. And, you know, look, last thing we want you to do is sell your Bitcoin. For right? sure. Like, yeah. And so we're trying to keep people from selling their Bitcoin. The other cool part of this is um, the Bitcoiners are funding other Bitcoiners. Mm. So you are in a community by yourself. And so, you know, you're funding other Bitcoiners, which is interesting for two reasons. One is, again, Bitcoiners take you know, their personal responsibility for their health. Yeah. They're generally healthier. 
you're in a community of people funding healthy people, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's nice. Um, yeah. The other thing is, is given that I have um, fiat and Bitcoin, and if you work through your fiat, you have to do something with your Bitcoin. Yeah. Like there's an extra incentive. It's like, man, I want to utilize healthcare well so that nobody has to go and sell their Bitcoin. Yeah, right? right. There's almost like a, a, a barrier here. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to spend too much because, you know, so you know, you're actually thinking about how you consume healthcare. Yeah. And, and and kind of the great part of the thing that kind of drives all that we do is we're getting prices that are anywhere from 30 to 60% less yeah. than what health plans are getting. Yeah. So, you know, United Healthcare, biggest, you know, insurance plan in the world, yeah. right? I'm getting better pricing than United Healthcare. Wow. Um, and that's what kind of drives this. And we can talk about why that is, but it's, yeah, sure. it's, it's a screwed up, you know, screwed up system. Yeah. Just real quick on, sure. on that specific thing. Um, we're bringing consumerism into healthcare, yeah. right? Like I mentioned earlier, the health plans actually have an incentive for prices to go up. Um, hospital systems have the uh, incentive for prices to go up. So if, if you have a hospital system who's kind of the 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 buyer of healthcare, right? And the, the or excuse me, the, 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 the hospital systems is the one that's setting the price for the healthcare and the, the health plan is kind of the buyer of healthcare, right? Yeah. So if you have both of those wanting the price to go up, the price is going up, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, you know, I can go into uh, St. David's, you know, you, you and I live in Austin. There's two big systems here, St. David's and Ascension, Seton. Um, United Healthcare comes in and says, I want to drop your price. And given United Healthcare is negotiating against a duopoly, yeah. Ascension, Seton and St. David's are like, no. We're not dropping the price. Actually, we're going to raise the price. Ah. And you know, and St. David's can't do anything. Or United Healthcare can't do anything about right. it. Right? They're like, okay, fine. Price goes up, and they're kind of like, okay, fine. Price goes up. That's okay with us. Yeah. If you and I go as consumers, we're actually can negotiate with St. David's. Yeah. You know, so for that hundred thousand dollar event that we talked about earlier, I can go in and negotiate with them and said, I'm not paying a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Give how, me a better price. How laborious is negotiations? When we do. Any... We do it. You know, oh, okay, Crowd Health does yeah. it on your behalf. Oh, we do all great. the negotiation for you. Okay. So you guys are like. I hate to use the word, but experts at negotiating. Yeah, we're experts at yeah. negotiating, you know, health Because when health I think bills. about negotiating, I'm thinking about it. I'm screwed. I'm going to go in here. I'm no, no, no. We some... do it all for you. Amazing. You app. just, you if you get a bill in the mail, yeah. you go to our app, you upload it into our app. Yeah. We get it. We'll then negotiate it with the hospital for you. Okay. And we're getting, you know, there was a, we just crowdfunded yesterday. So some people probably who are crowd health members probably got this. Yeah. Guy was in a motorcycle accident. Oh, shit. And his bill was, I think it was $30,000. No, sixty thousand dollars. It was sixty thousand dollars. Oh boy! And we negotiated down to thirteen thousand dollars. Wow! And so, and we just crowdfunded the, yesterday. Yeah. Um, and so, I will know by probably the end of the day or tomorrow, you know, how quickly that gets crowdfunded. But typically, it takes us about three days to crowdfund these. Okay. That's but amazing. so, it's just that's a huge one. That's like amazing. A motorcycle yeah. accident that I'm negotiating with. It was one of the. Oh, actually, he wasn't here in Texas. He was. He was in another state. But, sure. Um, we we negotiated directly with the hospital and said, "We'll you know we'll pay you you know thirteen grand for something that was sixty. Yeah. Um, and that's how we do that. We we take care of all the negotiations. All you have to do is give us the bills. Awesome. That's so amazing. it's super easy. Yeah, yeah. Now in the situation where um you know you had a five thousand dollar bill, but I guess the easier way to put this question is is when you're asking for the community to fund one of your family's events. Mm -hmm. um, is it because you're short of what that bill is or is it an option where it's like, hey, I have the 5,000, I don't need the community or is it always like, well, this is the way this works. If I want to you know, fund this, I need the community. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. I, I hear you. You know, yeah. so that that um, that account that we have for sure. you can, yeah. can increase. I mean, we have somebody in that that's been with us since the beginning that I think has like five grand in their account. Okay. Nice. <laughs> you know, yeah. and they've said yes to every health event. Yeah. Um, I think I tweeted this a couple weeks ago. I was like, we have five grand. You know, it's like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so could you use that money to, to pay for your own health event? You can. Okay. Um, we say, hey, keep that money in there. Use 500 to pay for your kind sure. of your your commitment, your upfront commitment, because we want everybody to have a little bit of skin in the game. Yeah, sure. Um, but then let every, everybody else help you. Yeah. Um, and if somebody else has a big event, then you can help them. But that's yeah. just kind of the way that we've structured it. It's sure, easier sure. that way. I like um, it that way anyways. It yeah. makes more sense. And yeah. it does make sense to, yeah, to basically leave that nest egg there, not have to live with it because you don't know when the next one's coming. Sure, exactly. Come right after that, yeah. you'd be wiped out. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Makes sense, yeah. So, so we, it's ours is like back to the HSA thing we talked about earlier. It's sure. like, it's almost like an HSA, yeah. but used to help other people um, and 
you know, if, if for some reason we, we don't use it, yep. you know, so right now for every hundred dollars that you put in, we've only crowdfunded 30 of it. Okay. So, you know, you still have $70 in your account for however, you know, for every hundred dollars that you put in. Yeah. Um, you know, we just think that's, you know, you can take that with you when you leave. Sure. Right. So yeah. it's almost kind of like an HSA. It's post-tax, but yeah. we're actually working with some senators in DC to see if I can make an HSA that is without requiring a, a health insurance plan. Nice. Because right now in HSA, you have to have a health insurance plan right. to have an HSA. Yeah. But I don't know why we can't have an HSA if we don't have an insurance plan. And a right. lot of senators in, in D.C. agree with me. So yeah. we're working on that. Making progress on yeah. that. Yeah. No, that's amazing. Yeah, that would be my the question I had too is how does it compare to an HSA? But you, yeah. you uh, and you guys don't have, I think HSA still has the 65 requirement, right? For you to be able to take it out. I don't think you just I, th- it. I think it's 60 or 65 or something. Yeah, like, but you can't they have those fiat out. rules. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, still don't yeah, yeah. really make it yours. Yeah. And or here's you can take it out when you leave. Like yeah. it's yours. Now now your members, um yeah, I'm gonna use fiat as a term, but your fiat members and your Bitcoin members, is that two segregated bunches or does it all mesh into one community? Yeah, so um right now we're close. Once the Bitcoin number hits a thousand yep. people, um, then we're gonna split them off in a totally different community. Nice. So they will only fund each other. Right now, and we're not we're not too far away, we're a couple hundred away, I think. Sweet. Um so I, I would I would think by the end of the year they'll actually be put into their own segregated? community. Yes, yeah. segregated. And is there a, uh, a benefit or a pros and cons to that? Is that just by design you guys just want to keep it that way? Or Well, that- I, I just think that, um, you know, there's this extra cool thing about being a part of community. Yep. Um, you know, and I and I think it's, it's kind of interesting. There's this, you know, idea within Bitcoin of the sovereign individual, right? Yeah. Um, but I also think it's really interesting that the Bitcoin community is so tight. There is a community aspect of this that I feel like, if I can just fund other Bitcoiners, they're a part. They're, they're a part of my people. Like yeah. that, there's some some cool kind of affinity to that. Yeah. Right. And so the thing I love about Bitcoin is like super strong community. Yeah. I've come into the Bitcoin community as a newbie. Like I've only been doing it for a couple of years. But, yeah. You know, we've had people you know for you know a dozen years or whatever. Sure, yeah. it, and they're like, and they're always coming in like, hey man, just any questions you have, ask. Like, yeah. No 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 harm no foul. Um. So I love that community piece of Bitcoin. Like it's, it feels like a super tight community. Um, but there's also the, like, I am a sovereign individual and need to take care of myself and need to be responsible for myself within that community, Yeah, which I'm like, man, that, that is, that's not mutually exclusive to being a good community member to be a sovereign individual. And most people think, oh, you're a part of community. That must mean you're a socialist. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's the exact opposite of what we're talking about here. My stuff is my stuff. It's not a part of the social, but I'm also generous in giving to other people and helping other people um, in my community. Like right. that's the beauty of of Bitcoin. So yeah. I just I like that affinity. Yeah, um, I'm a part of the Bitcoin group. You know, right. so most of mine's going into Bitcoin. Um, yeah, you know, within Crowd Health, and so you know, I just I think it's kind of cool to have that affinity. Yeah, no, I agree, and uh, just in the back of my mind as well, if I'm gonna contribute to a situation and be given to it it's not that i'm going to say no to most people it's that if i know it's a bitcoin and then i know that their sure. mind that's at least in the right they're fighting the same fight yeah they're fighting so the same fight I, yeah, agree, yeah. I agree with you on that that makes it much easier to hit that yes button as opposed to that no yeah. button uh to uh let's just say homeboy on the other side of the world that decided to eat donuts till he died and now wants me to pay for his for sure diabetes treatment right and and in my mind at least you wouldn't find the bitcoin in the world that would sit there and eat himself to death right so that that makes those decisions a little easier it would be it would be extremely hypocritical it, it would be <laughs> and i know there's a lot of larpers we have a lot of larps but uh yeah uh-huh. i i found similar to you coming into this community especially coming here to austin uh coming to this bitcoin community has been nothing but love has been nothing but like you said if you need help let me know and why should that not happen and in, in healthcare as well well we're sitting out of Super in cool, Bit- bitcoin commons right which is yeah. this group of people out here who you know, I got in a meetup on one and everybody's like, what do you do? How do you, you know, what do you into yeah. Bitcoin? Like this, this is very much community. It's cool. It's like, cool. Yeah. The contribution aspect is I've never found it anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So, um, you have a, the, the, the accounts basically is a, is it a partnership or an integration with Swan? I don't know what the correct. It's an integration like. with Swan. Integration yeah, with yeah. Swan. It's, okay. a, it's a direct integration. Um, and we just, you know, started that this month. Fun, yeah, funny really. enough. Oh, um, nice. so and they, they've been awesome. I mean, Swan is such a, you know, and I I know everybody wants self custody of their Bitcoin. Unfortunately, yeah. in this situation, like we we had to have a kind of a, a custodian component of this, just sure. the way that we've structured it. But I would also say that if you have, if you um, you know, right now Bitcoin's at twenty thousand. What is that? Twenty thousand ninety seven. Yeah. Um, clutch, clutch. Uh, <laughs> that's key. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if it goes to a hundred thousand, yeah. You know, and you've got 
more than $5,000 worth of Bitcoin in your Swan account, yeah. then we will actually allow you to offboard that into a self-custody type of situation. Really? Right? Yeah. And so, you know, a Swan is, is, is on board with that too. So yeah. um, it's like, you know, we don't want you to have thousands or tens of thousands of dollars of Bitcoin that's wrapped up into an account that, yeah. you know, is, is it's yours, it's your account, but yeah. there, there's some restrictions around it. They're like, no, you take it. It's yours, man. Like go and, and that's amazing. put it in unchained or, you yeah. know, or, or, or something else. Um, yeah. So do put it in unchained, you know, put it in unchained. Right? I know sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. uh, but okay. So is that like on a percentage basis, like, all right, you should keep this much or is it more like you decide like the person decides how much they want to keep in CrowdHealth versus cash out. And that's right situation. now we have uh, a max in your account of five, five grand. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so if it goes above five grand, it's, it's take it off board it to, okay. to some other five a year or just five, five total total. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you don't expect, uh, so five grand should be an expected value from what you guys have seen so far to be able to not only help other families, but be also be able to take care of your stuff. So in Bitcoin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in yeah, Bitcoin, yeah. 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 That, sure. sounds, that sounds amazing. That doesn't sound too bad at all, as opposed to this like endless, you know, account that you just keep dumping. Right, yeah, it does make yeah. sense. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah, that's super interesting. So how would somebody get started on the Bitcoin side of it? I know you said you had a few hundred spots. Does it close down after a hundred? No, no, no. Okay. No, it's just once we get to that thousand, thousand person number, yeah. then... Um, we're going to bifurcate that from the rest of the community. So we'll actually have two communities. Okay. Um, and we're starting another community too. It's a, a, a bunch of trainers, like physical trainers. Oh, who nice. are all are coming together. So once we have a thousand of them, we're going to take them. But it's just building some affinity groups. Yeah. Um, and what we're saying right now is like 95% of your funding will be within the group. Yeah. Um, if, you know, the Bitcoin group has a huge case, yeah. right? Then we will lack lack actually allow other groups to help out the Bitcoin group Sweet. just in case of a big, big case. But it's 95% of the time you'll be funding other Bitcoiners. That's actually yeah. pretty smart. It's like building small citadels inside of a system yeah. that can go and help the other citadel if they're short, whatever resource yeah, yeah. they're short. For that, sure. that, that's amazing. For sure. And we have like two cancer cases right now. We've yeah. got a lot of, you know, we've you know had a brain hemorrhage. We've had lots of stuff. So we've, you know, funded $50 and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's, yeah. you know, it's like, the the community as a group can absorb a pretty significant you know bill big chunk um, yeah yeah now how do the how do the doctors respond to something like that yeah health? yeah they like, love it okay cool Man, yeah I'm interested love in that it. like I didn't know if it was one of those things where like I know there's a huge incentive for the typical doctor working at you know one of these big branches here uh, to take the insurance money yeah right because then they could just get the hundred thousand dollars yeah from the previous one. So give me a little bit more about that, the doctors and how that works. Yeah, so here's the deal, right? Yeah. Um, and, and this is one of the reasons why we're saving so much money. Yeah. And so, I'm, man, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I yeah. should have talked about it earlier. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll give you just kind of one example. Um, yeah. We had a, a woman here in Austin um, who tore her ACL. Okay. Um, and so we go to the orthopedic surgeon and the orthopedic surgeon says, hey, it's going to be 20 grand. Yep. And we're like, what if we pay you in cash? on the day so this woman will pay him in cash on the day of the procedure yep. what will you do then right $12,000 so like yeah, yeah. because the, because what he now doesn't have to do he doesn't have to fight with the insurance company to make sure that you know that he can do the insurance yeah he can go to whatever uh, surgery center he wants to so he doesn't have to go to St. David's he can go to uh, this other surgery center which yep. is a lot less he he has you know one to two billing people per doctor just billing health insurance. He doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to run it through a billing software that charges six to ten percent of the revenue off the top just to bill it. Talk right. about friction. Yeah. Like so, he saves all these costs. Interesting. And passes those savings on to us. Yeah. And his follow up was like, please send more people yeah. our way. <laughs> Love it. You know, like yeah. So you know, w would you take a thirty percent? cost of billing versus like a percent and a half yeah. off of a debit card, which is basically how he gets paid. Right. You know, and man, could we transition to like lightning where yeah. it would be like pennies, you right, know, to, right. to do that type of transaction? Like that's ultimately where we want to go. Sure. Um, so we can significantly reduce the administrative cost for him. Yeah. Therefore, he gives us great deals. Yeah. Because one would think that a doctor just does his surgery and then just sits back and collects money. But as you just outlined there, it's not like that. It's not like that. It goes it's through. It's really a hard to, to bill 
and the insurance company tells you exactly where you have to do it and how you have to do it and all these kinds of things. Right. You know, one of that, a big chunk of that was St. David's. We had to go to, if, if we went to St. David's, just to walk in the door to do a surgery at St. David's, it's eight grand for this procedure. Sure. And the surgery center, which was like a mile and a half away, yeah. to walk in, it's two grand. So six grand was saved just right there. Yeah. Then the doctor said, I'll take less. You know, the anesthesiologist said, I'll take less. The, you know, and so it's just way more efficient to do it's it this win, way. Yeah. And right? it actually lets, because that went, uh, it actually lets the doctor practice the way they, they, you know, rightfully and virtuously want to practice. Exactly. Right. Because a lot of these doctors, especially the ones that I used to talk to when I was back at my old job, it's like, like you just said, man, they just tell me how to do it and I just do it. Right? Yeah. I got to make a living this way. Like this is not, they even see the, the, uh, the, the nastiness that goes on in that healthcare. For, but they also got to pay bills and, you know, yeah. college debts and all this other stuff. So they kind of just go like zombies. And then they get wasted, right? Because eventually they just turn into tools. They turn into like burnout. Exactly. They're just they're not happy. They're not actually saving lives. And most of they're just following the the playbook and getting, like you said, here's your analogy, lives. right? Say sure. you're sitting at your desk doing your job. Yep. And you're paid because you're doing you're good at that job. Sure. And then somebody sits here and says, "Here's the way to do your job." And this person has no idea what they're doing. Typically, right. you know, it's like an ophthalmologist or or opto- optometrist sure. telling a cardiologist how to do heart surgery. Right. It's like you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. Right. You and I would be annoyed to crap, you know, right. like, and I'd be like, "I'm done with this." Like, I, I don't, I don't want the little parrot on my shoulder telling me exactly how to do my job. Right. And that's ultimately what health insurance plans do to doctors. So the doctors like, "Screw this, man! Like, let me do what I'm good at." Yeah. And stop telling me how to do my job. Nobody just, likes to be told how to do the job. Like, just neuters them, basically. Huh? It neuters them, basically. Yeah, it does. Yeah, totally. It just takes away their passion. Totally takes away. takes away their passion. And so these guys are like, man, if I could figure out a way to just get paid in cash, yeah. I could make the same amount of money. I wouldn't have to deal with health insurance plans. I wouldn't have to deal with the administrative bureaucracy of all this. Yeah. I just want to operate on knees and shoulders and, you know, all right. those things. Like, that's what I'm really good at. That's right. what it the talent God has given me to do. Like, just let me do it. Yeah. You know, and do it your way. Yeah. As opposed to now, like they have to spend 30% of their time dealing with health insurance plans. Like yeah. they're like, this sucks. Like that's I don't a nightmare. Like this. Yeah. And not you to know? mention what we saw a few years back with the whole COVID scenario where like some doctors were trying to like treat, you know, patients the right way back to right and wrong way, the right way. Right. And, you know, insurance companies and hospitals were basically saying, fucks no, you guys are not doing yeah. it that way. And if they had this approach, they could literally treat their client or their patient, I should say, the right way and then get paid cash directly to do so and not have yeah. to deal with all the politics involved. That's amazing. They, they love it. We have a big yeah. chunk of our customers who are actually doctors and nurses, funny enough. Yeah. Like it's, I, th- I think it's like 10% or something like really? that of our, right. of our members are doctors or nurses. Now, is it is it up to the crowd health, uh, crowd health member to basically find these type of doctors that do this or do you guys have like- No, we help them. So, you know, okay. the other cool part about what we do is you have a care advocate if you're part of crowd health. So amazing. you'll call in- and you'll talk to the same person every time, yep. right? And um, so we'll be like, okay, so what's going on with you? Oh, I tore my ACL. It's like, okay, well, where are you? You know, let us find you. Do you have a doctor you want to go to or do you want us to find you a doctor? And typically we'll, we can find a really great doctor, you know, orthopedic surgeon or whatever to, to you know, do a, an ACL reconstruction in your city. Yeah. And we say, we'll try this one. And they're like, oh, thanks. You know, and, and we have some data on the back end that helps us find, you know, great quality, high quality doctors. Amazing. Um, so we'll help you find, but you can go to whoever you want. But a yeah. lot of people just like, can you just help me find a really great doc? And we're right. like, yeah, sure. You know, right. and then we'll walk with you through the process. Um, yeah. And and not feel like you're left alone. Sure. You know, for my daughter's, uh, you know, bill, $8,000 bill, I called into the health plan. I talked to one person. I called in again. You know, I talked to a different person. I had to explain the entire situation over again. Right. And by, by the way, you're sitting on the, the line for half an hour waiting for these people. Right. Yeah. You call in. It's like, man, I think I talked to four different people there, had explained my story four different times. Right. None of them really got it. You right. know, the customer service is crap. You know, for us, you call in, you'll talk to Jasmine or whoever, you know, yeah. every time you'll talk to them and we'll have a, you know, a record of everything we've talked about. So it's like, okay, I know exactly where you're at. You get to know me. I get to know you. Yeah. It's just way higher, you know, yeah. better customer service than right. than a health insurance plan. So yeah, we'll help you along the way. Yeah. You know, I, I explained to the, this, the, how it works earlier and I can tell you, it may sound confusing, but yeah. most of that stuff is done on the back end by us. Okay. And all you need to do is like, Hey, you know, Jasmine or Mary or whoever your character is like, 
what do I do now? You know, yeah. she's like, okay, you know, you, you went to the orthopedic surgeon, you got to get surgery. Okay, we'll work with the orthopedic surgeon to figure out what a great price is for that. Yeah. And we'll call you back, right? Or right. we'll we'll text you back. Yeah. Most of our people are in their mid thirties, they just want to text, yeah. you know, but like, <laughs> so we'll, we'll walk with you along that path. Yeah. And I think a part of healthcare that people hate is that it feels lonely. Like, they're like yeah, absolutely. I don't have a freaking clue, like what to yeah. do now, like, yeah. you know? Um, and so we'll walk with you through that. And it's a big component of what we do. Yeah. Humanizing their process. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, lo I love that. And our people on the phones are awesome. Like yeah. every, we get just awesome feedback that like, she truly empathizes with my situation, cares yeah. for me. And I was like, man, I love that. I Which love hearing those stories. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Working in client services as well, completely different field, of course, but like, yeah, like being able to help somebody and have like that, you know, empathy to understand that what they're trying to figure out is really hard for them, but maybe much easier for me. Yeah. And then helping them through that is much different than calling a call center and ending up in uh, Bangladesh or something sure. like that. Well, you know, no somebody hate on Bangladesh. No, no, <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody mentioned this the other day and it kind of like struck me. I was like, man, this is right. Healthcare has been, has been kind of created on a business to business type of situation. Yeah. It's between hospital systems and insurance companies. hundred percent. And so the entire system feels like a business to business type of environment. Right. There's no direct to consumer component right. of healthcare, yeah. right? Or very little, well, there's a little bit, but not a lot. And I was like, man, what if we built a company that was truly like focused on the consumer experience as opposed to the health insurance company getting paid the, you know, paying the least or the, the hospital getting paid the most. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Like, let's focus on the consumer of healthcare and their desires as opposed to the desires of the health insurance plan in the hospital. And it's like, it just totally changes, it does. totally changes the game. Yeah. You know, you guys, they got something really good going on there. Yeah. So I'll give you a quick example of no, this right? is, um, I don't like going to the doctor, yep. right? I don't think a lot of us do. Most of um, <laughs> So, you know, one of the things I built this as a consumer, I was like, what do I want in a healthcare experience, nice. right? So I was like, okay, so I want to talk to a doctor for five minutes virtually. I don't want to walk into an office. Great. So what do I do? I go to Crowd Health. I click on primary care doctor. I book an appointment with a primary care doc virtually, nice. you know, the next day. So I jump on with a primary care doctor and he says, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself and I'll, 40, no pre-existing conditions, nothing. You know, he's like, great, let's just do some panels, you know, some blood panels, sure. right? The blood panels were $44, 10, a full pa panel, 44 bucks. Wow. Are a they usually that cheap? Uh, no, oh, okay. a health insurance company would have paid $731 yeah. for the same thing, 44 wow. bucks. So I show up at LabCorp, yep. you know, which is, you know, right up the street. Yeah. And I go and I, I show my phone, it goes beep, and they know exactly who I am, what labs I need. Yep. I get my labs. Within 24 hours, I have the results in my inbox. And then I get back onto the phone with my primary care doc the next day. And he's like, here's kind of all of what's going on, right? Yeah. I'm like, I had to stop, I had to go to LabCorp to get that done, but everything else was virtual. It was super easy, yeah. you know, and it's, and it cost me next to nothing, right? right. And that $44, crowd health is crowdfunding for me. So yeah. that entire <laughs> thing cost nothing to me. Really? It's, it's all a part of being a member at crowd health. That's incredible. Yeah. And by the way, if there was something bad with those, yeah. Crowd Health also gives me kind of a virtual a virtual specialty care. So yeah. I can talk to a specialist virtually within two or three days um, about if something popped up on my on my you know my labs that was really bad. That's amazing. You know, like yeah, I'm like that's that's. Yeah. That's what I want. Ultimately, what we're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to get a phlebotomist come to your house and take your labs at your house or your work. So you don't even have to go to the lab. Right. Right. And that's really what I want. Because that's another that's another component that I, as you're speaking, I'm thinking about here. I've talked to my wife. Uh, my mom, what I call is a victim of uh, of the healthcare industry, meaning she's older age. She's literally shot. She's like her body's just destroyed and she has to take like 10, 20 different yeah, medications geez. at this point. So, yeah. So. To me, it's like not only have they destroyed her body and probably destroyed her her lifespan, but the amount of time that she's had to spend in an actual hospital for appointments, for procedures, for what, she would never get that time back. Yeah. So they've shortened sure. her lifespan and they've stolen the most precious thing that we have, which is time. And now you're giving me this example where you didn't even step foot in the hospital. You got all that time back. Yeah. Amazing. I, I spent five minutes, literally five minutes with my doc. I could have spent longer. I was just like, dude, just give me labs sure. and let's take a look. 
and then I spent probably an hour on uh, on the labs, but I could I, we're trying to cut that down. Yeah. I spent another thirty minutes with my doc because I actually wanted them to walk me through the labs. Yeah. They didn't have to do that. They sure. like you know I asked them to do that, so that was on me. Yeah. And um, you know, if I needed a specialist, I could have gotten a specialist to to talk to me. And it's like it's so easy. It's it, just like it should be. It's just a couple yeah. couple buttons. I was like, man, I, I want I want that. That's the way I want healthcare. I agree. Delivered. I had a buddy the other day. He was like, he was a crowd health member. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I had a sore throat. And so I used your virtual urgent care. So instead of going into an urgent care clinic, you can talk to a doctor on our app. So amazing. Quick virtual urgent care. He said within 15 minutes, a doc was available. So talk to a doc. He's like, man, I got something going on here. He's like, you. it sounds like strep. Yeah. You know, I will get you a prescription at the local pharmacy. And if that doesn't work, call me back. Yeah. He's like, great. So you know, all of this takes like 15 minutes. So he goes to his local pharmacy, he gets meds, $6 for his meds. He takes it within 24 hours, he's better. And he's like, I didn't even have to step foot in front of, you know, a doctor or into an urgent care. And it cost me six bucks. And yeah. I was like, that's the way healthcare should be done. A hundred percent. Right. Let, let people get back to life. And yeah, let people get back to life. Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to sit in the clinic, you know, yeah. nobody wants to go to urgent care. Like, yeah. let's talk to a doc over our phone and they'll be able to, I think it's something like 92% or something, some plus or minus a few percentage yeah. points. Those docs can figure out what's going on with you over the over a virtual visit right. um, as opposed to walking into a clinic. Yeah. You know, there's that 10% that you have to go and do it. There's nothing you can do. Sure, but, sure. But for 90% of the stuff that we have, especially as, you know, 30 and 40 year olds, yeah. we don't need to ever see a doctor face to face. Right. That's magical. So we've, we've been talking about a lot of like the bigger situations like, you know, uh, ACL and, and different sure. things. What about the like I have kids. What about the basic uh, bringing the kids in to get a checkup or a yearly checkup or any of that? How, yeah. how does that work through? College? So one wellness visit per family member yep. is uh, is funded. Okay. So each one of your kids can have a pediatric visit. Your wife can have an OBGYN visit. You know, you can have a, a, a primary care visit. Um, and so we will fund up to one of those per year. Yeah. If there's an illness or an injury that you have to go back, then that fits within that $500 I was talking about. Gotcha. You know, so yep. if my 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 little one breaks her arm and we have to go to the primary care doc or whatever, and then go to the orthopedist and then go to, there's a string of events yep. that happen, but the, all of those are considered one health event. It has to do with her broken arm. Yep. You pay the first 500 bucks of that and the crowd funds the rest That's so amazing. um yeah. you know we think we think preventative care makes sense you know sure. if, and especially with kiddos right kiddos and and our wives you know especially like 100%, yeah. you know need to need to go and do their their annual thing yep. i mean i haven't had an annual before i got crowd health for probably a decade um, yeah, yeah yeah but i did that in five minutes with crowd health right you know, i got what <laughs> I, and I got what i needed right yeah, yeah. so i don't i don't get wellness visits typically but yep. um you know others do and those get funded and it's super easy. Yeah. yeah. And, and for the listeners that are interested, do uh, do you have the functionality to auto withdraw from a paycheck or is it up to the user to deposit their monthly cloud? Yeah, we, we, we can auto withdraw ACH, credit card, whatever you want to do. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's, it's from it's the bank easy. account, not from the employer? Like, uh, so you, from the bank, from your own bank account. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, not from yeah. the employer. Is there any plans on in integrating with employers? You know, man, it's, it's a whole nother level of regulatory stuff. Right. Um, I'd love to. But man, I, I also just, I, I think it's, so horrific that we yeah. have healthcare and business tied together. That's true. That I, <laughs> I, point. I don't want to facilitate that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you, right. you know what I'm saying? That's going like, right back to that same. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I still want to facilitate it. And what I want to do is I want to create a, a service that's like so great that people are like, I want to ditch my yeah my health insurance from my employer and yeah. go and do crowd health instead. Yeah. And in fact, we Smart. have people going to their employer. Um, if you're a single person, your employer is probably paying somewhere between three and five thousand dollars for your health insurance. If yep. it's family, it's probably closer to ten to fifteen thousand. Yeah. Going to your employer and say, "Listen, instead of paying for my health insurance, will you give me two thousand bucks? Yeah. Or five thousand bucks if you're right. a family or whatever." And a lot of employers are like, "Sure, you know, I'll, I'll basically I'm giving you a raise, right? As opposed to them paying for your health insurance." You can then turn around and use that to do crowd health, and you'll still save, you know, yeah. oftentimes thousands of dollars. Um, you know, so I've saved ten thousand dollars over the last year on my health insurance. Yeah, you know, if I were to go to healthcare.gov, I've saved ten grand. Um, and I was like, man, use that for my wife and went on a great vacation. Yeah, you know, amazing. or your your yeah. 
kids can go to private school or, you know, whatever, like you want to use that for, yeah. as opposed to giving it to, to the health insurance company. Right. right absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the way that I look at this. Now, can you use crowd health as part of a stack? And what I mean by that is, is um, you have like very basic health insurance, like let's say Blue Cross Blue or whatever, and an HSA and all that. And then you still use whatever's limited on that Blue Cross and then pay the rest. You with, can. We have about yeah. 10% of our people doing that. Yeah. It's, it's like not a, a lot. Yeah, it's like yeah. a stack. I don't think it makes tons of sense, right. um, but you can do that. The only yeah. downside for us in that is Blue Cross of you know any Blue Cross, we're in Texas, Blue Cross of Texas. They just have terrible rates. Yeah, they have terrible rates with the hospitals. Yeah, you know, so if you go to the hospital, they'll pay you know twice what we would pay if you were a consumer. So right. again, it's like, man, I want I want to push consumerism Makes into sense. healthcare, create market forces in healthcare that aren't currently there. So yeah. we we allow it to work. I mean, we can't not allow it really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, it's true. Yeah. So we allow it, but it doesn't. It's about ten percent of our people, and gotcha. most of those people are like, you know what, this crowd health thing, it's cool, it's different. I want to try it, yeah. but I'm not quite sure yet. Right. You know, and then so like they get they, they they get comfortable with the fact that we can do it. They're like, okay, I'm dropping my health insurance. Right, makes yeah. sense. Why pay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you show up uh, and you're not insured, crowd health for the hospital, you get a situation. Um, I don't know if it's as easy as this. Do you just basically say bill me? Is that I, I'm cash pay? Okay, that's what that's I'm paying the term? cash. Okay, you know I. I kind of say, and I've said this on Twitter a couple of times. I'm like, I'm delightfully uninsured. <laughs> you know, That's a good way, yeah. you know, and so they probably hate you for it, but it's, <laughs> and, and they're like, they're like, okay, um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, like, I, 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 I kind of wear it with a badge of honor. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I'm, un, I'm uninsured, yeah. just like the Bitcoiners, right? Are like, yeah, I, I don't hold my money in fiat. I hold it in Bitcoin. Right. You know, a lot of people look at you like, are you freaking crazy? You know, yeah. like ninety percent, maybe more than that, of the U.S. You would say, and my my wife is one of them. Probably You're like, are, are you sure this should be what we do, we should be doing? I'm like, yeah. yes, this yeah, is what we should be doing. Yeah, you know, and it's the same way with being I'm uninsured. A lot of people will be like, you're what? You're uninsured? It's like, no, I'm brilliant because I'm uninsured. Right. You're the goofball for paying right. tens of thousands of dollars to an insurance company. Yeah. Right? right, exactly. You're the goofball that's holding your money in fiat. Right, like that doesn't make any damn sense. None at all. So yeah. until if, when you transitioned over to that, I'd be like, crap, I am an idiot for yeah. paying for health insurance. You know, like yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm delightfully uninsured because I know what how you're getting screwed by health yeah. insurance. A lot of this is just mental switch. It's it's a mental switch. 100. percent Yeah. You Bitcoiners are very much familiar with it. Yeah. Like, the, once you once you orange pill somebody, right? Yeah. Like they're like. Wow, like a bright light fuck? shines. They're <laughs> yeah. like, holy crap. Yeah, same you know? here. And I love in my head, I'm like running it through. And I love the incentive of like, you know, uh, of just staying healthy. And instead of it being like a, a health insurance deductible or a premium, uh, it's actually just another savings that you're yeah. building up. Yeah, you're, 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 you're stacking sats instead of paying an insurance premium. That's a super win. And right. being helpful to the community. which And you're helping the community. Which is a big and thing, And you're too. bettering the world because we're changing the way that our healthcare system is done. And yeah. like, you know, you, it sounds like you have kids, I have kids. It's yeah. like, this is not sustainable. No. You know, and ultimately what's going to happen is if we don't create a true alternative, yeah. the government is eventually is going to take it over, right? Yeah, right. Which is going to be awful. Yeah, everything they touch is... Everything they touch. And I think people listening to this all agree. Everything yeah. government touches turns to crap. Yeah. And a part of the reason why we're in this debacle, healthcare debacle, is because of government trying to intervene under kind of this consumer protection thing, right? right. Like, I'm protecting you. Like, yeah. this, like daddy who needs to protect us. Like, right. give me a freaking break. Like, I can I can deal with this. Yeah. Um, and so, just be a part of, like, a mission to really change the way that we do healthcare. And that's why... You know, these Bitcoiners, man, it's been awesome being a part of this because people are really kind of gaining, we're gaining momentum in that yeah. in that that group because these are mission-oriented contrarians that like the fact that they're uninsured. Yeah, I love it. I, I purposely wanted to get you guys on around these segment, these episodes I've been doing lately because uh, for the past month or so, it's been legit, you know, food health and, yeah. and, and health as a whole. So, you know, had Jason Rick on, had Slim on before okay. that. Going to have the Meat Mafia guys after this one. So, like, I was like, I got to get Andy from Crowd Health in here. And it kind of just magically happened. Like, John reached out to me. Yeah, know, sure. I was thinking about yeah, yeah. it. So, it was, like, perfect timing. But, like, this conversation, even for me here, which I tell a lot of the listeners, this podcast for me is just education. It's just, like, I have, I'm afforded the opportunity by doing a little bit of work to have the greatest discussions with some of the smartest people in the space and people like yourself that are actually trying to change the game like yeah. change it for the masses not change it for yourself um and I, I thank you for that i think i'm rooting for you guys um 
gonna join. <laughs> cool. Come, I, come I, join us. Yeah, I think it's just it, all the incentives align, which is what Bitcoin is all about. Is incentives. All the incentives align to better ourselves and get rid of the shitty system that exists as it stands. Yeah. And like you said, burning it all down is a really good. Might even be the name of this episode, but burning it all down is absolutely what we have. I think to it's do. the only way. I think it's, so too. It's, man. it's the only way. Yeah. But yeah. we need people like yourself to take that. You know, not only solve like like build the solution for the problem uh but also have that that energy that intensity to do so yeah having, having somebody it. within healthcare change healthcare is like having somebody in the fed change the monetary system like right. it just ain't gonna happen <laughs> Good point. it's just not gonna happen right yeah, like yeah, somebody from the outside has got to come in and say no no let's start over and, and start fresh yeah so yeah so it's no, I appreciate it. It's refreshing yeah. to see. Andy, let the listeners know where they can join CrowdHealth, where they could follow you, any call to sure. action you want to give them now. Yeah, so go to um, crowdhealthbtc.com. Um, you can use a, a promo code Bitcoin. Um, that gets you two things. One, you're going to be a part of the the Bitcoin crowd that, that we kind of talked about. So you'll be funding other Bitcoiners. Two, um, typically for members, it's 175 bucks a month. Um, for Bitcoiners, it's 99 bucks a month for the yeah. first six months. Um, so it's easy for you to come and try with, you know, a little downside. You can see how we, we operate. Um, and as we're going into October, November, December, which is the big healthcare decision months, you know, 80% of Americans decide on their healthcare in these months. Um, you know, truly give us a, give us a a shot. So use that promo code Bitcoin. Um, and then join crowd health is our Twitter handle. Um, you can join on there. We we're we're not your typical company, Twitter handle, a bit sassy, (laughs) a little bit, you know, activist, but very much around like, you know, Bitcoin uh, centric and, you know, in terms of how we look at the world. So yeah, love it. Um, yeah you find us there. Just, we're, we're most active on, on Twitter. Awesome. Andy, I appreciate you coming by, man. Thanks, Thank man. So I much. really appreciate the time. It's fun. Yeah. Thank you. Guys, you know where to find us. Podcasting 2.0, Value for Value Exchange. That's what we're all about. Fountain and Breeze seems to be our favorite just because they're the easiest to onboard, but we want to keep this decentralized. Go check out Podcast Index backslash apps. And that's where you're going to find a whole list of value for value apps where you can provide value here for the show. Um, If you want to check out this 4K content, Bitcoin TV, that's the standard we want you guys to move over. Let's get away from those nasty algorithms. But if you haven't moved yourself over to the legacy outlets and you're on YouTube and all that, just do the typical algorithm flirting, like, share, subscribe, and that'll help us get this signal and spread it out. As always, I appreciate y'all. I'll catch y'all next week. Later.